I'm Schmidt. I'm Riker, and this is Pilot. We are now recording. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. That you'll recognize as the theme music from Schitt's Creek, which is the subject of today's episode. Absolutely. Uh, Netflix is the place you can watch it, although it was originally on CBC, which is Canadian Broadcast Company. I think it's, is that what you read? Yes, I absolutely looked it up. Mm -hmm. Corporation. My bad. We're both wrong. Had it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who's more or less wronger? -er? Uh, when I went to Canada for a scuba trip, we were there for several days, and I thought, oh, shoot, I need to turn on the TV. I haven't I haven't stopped to see what TV is like in Canada. <laughs> and a whole lot of CBC. Some very famous old dead journalist died. Um, dead journalist died. Okay, that, that checks out. Well, by the time I found out oh, about yeah. him, he was already dead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he had just died. And I can't remember his <laughs> name, and now, so nobody thinks that I'm being a jerk. <laughs> might remember him. Um, I was remember being in Canada, watching this, and thinking... Wow, there's so much more world out there. Like, here's yeah. this famous guy that they just gave like 30 straight minutes with no commercial break to talking about his achievements as a journalist. Yeah. And I thought, wow, this is weirdly fascinating how this guy was this big of a deal and I've never heard of him because I don't watch the CBC in America where I'm from. Yeah. So, anyway, you could say that I have a deep personal connection to the CBC. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I found out that what's his name? It died. Uh-huh. Yep, what good old what's his name? Did so much for television as a whole. Oh yeah, he was a pioneer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's break right into this thing, shall we? Sure. Okay. We're gonna start <laughs> as we always start by fumbling through our note cards and <laughs> remembering how we start. No, we're gonna start by reviewing the genre. So of Absolutely. course our structure of this podcast when we review pilots. We review based on four categories. The first one we're going to talk about is genre. How well did this pilot set up the genre of the show for you? I feel like this is one area where it felt pretty strong. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I can expect kind of a quirky comedy where people are very ridiculous, over the top. Um, I mean, specifically Moira's accent. Like, you just know it's, these are some ridiculous people. They're caricatures of a class of person that may or may not actually exist. (laughs) (laughs) Well said. I like that. Uh, I thought this is probably the, of our scoring category, this Mm -hmm. is probably the area that it performed strongest in. Because you know before the three minute mark, here's what the show's about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, it's a quirky comedy. It's kind of over the top. It's character driven. uh, And it's going to be about this family who just lost everything by means that either are not important or are going to be exposed over the series. Absolutely. Uh, in that they'll be ridiculous. We just don't know how ridiculous this is going to be yet. Oh, it started so well, though. I love that the first little bit is, you know. In the mansion? Yes, that the maid answers the door and she goes, oh, immigration? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> revenue. <I'm> like, <laughs> ah, shit. And then they're hauling things out immediately. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't be here for me. You're going to be here for the owners <laughs> of the place. Oh, good. Mr. <laughs> Rose, the government's here. Uh, yeah, so we went back and looked. It's at the three-minute mark when the uh, when the intro hits. Womp, 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 Shit's Creek. Ding! Uh, rich family loses... This is what I wrote down. Rich family loses everything and is going to need to live among the small-town simpletons in squalor and deal with the uh, 
the hilarity of a fish out of water story in which they are the assholes who need to figure out how to get along you know that's that covers everything on my card i have nothing new to add to that and it they are 22 minute episodes so this is kind of a short one and very to the point i feel like on all of the points we will be reviewing yeah that's a good point it's almost like uh i mean i've never read a book but if i had (laughs) (laughs) i would assume that this is what a chapter is like Here's the first chapter in the Schitt's Creek story. We're just going to establish who it is, where it is, and why we're here. Absolutely. And that is just done very effectively right off the bat. I agree. So our next category um, would be characters. How well did the pilot introduce us as the viewers to the characters of the show Schitt's Creek? Man, you did that, that all without your note card. Without a you. note card, baby. You're trained up. I I learned some things. (laughs) 12 episodes in and you know now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. To be fair, I think it was about episode four that we realized how badly I was struggling with that. (laughs) And required a note card just, if nothing else, for the order because we kept wanting to lead with characters. (laughs) I think because characters are lovable and that's the most exciting part for me anyway. Well, you know, if you're going to tell the story about, if you tell a story, is it about a thing? Like, ah, yes, I looked at that mountain and... There was a rock on it, and it came down. It's usually about a story. Like, yeah. how do the things affect the people, right? It, the ones I care about, if there's another kind, I, I yeah, I haven't gained well, much interest. Because otherwise, the, you know, the show would have been over after the first three minutes. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> now let's see how these losers get along. Which so, is not at all. <laughs> not at all. So who are these losers, and how do they get along? Go ahead. Sure. Well, I mean, Johnny Rose is our first one, who's played by Eugene Levy. And just a quick note, um, Eugene Levy and... Uh, the guy who plays David Rose, Dan Levy, they are co-creators of the show, and they are actually a father-son duo. So. Really? They're not coincidentally two people that just bonded over having the same last name? Yeah, no, and it's pretty funny because my boyfriend Taylor and I were watching it, and he had noted, you know, wow, they really casted, <laughs> like, a really good father-son. Like, they look like they could be related. Like, he looks like he could really be father-son. And it wasn't until, like, right around when we finished the finale just a week ago um, that I was like, hey... Eugene and Dan Levy are these people. They're co-creators and these actors. They are actually a father-son duo. So, you know, good casting, sure, but... (laughs) So you were more polite when you told the story for our millions of listeners than when you told it to me. Oh, did I? Yeah, Mm -hmm. you said that Taylor said... Man, they cast these two really well. Look at the eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's not in a bad way, but they're very, like, strong features. Oh, yeah. Prominent. Prominent. Well, they even make a joke in the show where where she says, here, it's on my my quotes card. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, a quote card. Like a note card, but it's a quote card. We were trying to figure out what to call it because notable quotables was taken. Yeah, and quote worthy is... (laughs) It's not as memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Quote cards. So, yeah, if we flip it to my quote card here, <laughs> she says something about there's dandruff on your eyebrow. <laughs> he says, shut up. And knowing he's the creator of the show, it's funny that he thinks his eyebrows, I take it, mm-hmm. are significant enough that he's got to bring attention to them as Absolutely. if to say to the whole audience, yeah, I know I have big eyebrows, okay? Yeah. But the truth is, they're. They are defining features of both they guys, are. which is amusing to your point about Taylor. But And it's um, not an unattractive not, quality yeah, for either of them. All. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. They just have hefty eyebrows. Okay, we have Moira Rose, who's the mother that I think, I think it's fair to say that most of our uh, millions of listeners probably 
recognize her face from those two episodes that she did of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Just kidding. Most people don't, probably don't know about that. Is yeah, the, uh, I had no idea. <laughs> the mom of Home Alone. Oh, that was where Taylor recognized her from. And, you know, when I had looked at everything that she had done, I actually recognized her voice acting in Nightmare Before Christmas. She was Sally, the gal in stitches, who I, of course, now very strongly relate to, having had many stitches and scars (laughs) for that all over my body. And I'm like, oh, I'm like Sally. (laughs) Uh, So you didn't recognize her immediately from... It wasn't Here's the Mom I've from Home Alone. I know I've seen Home Alone, but it, like, it's been so long that oh, that's wow. probably worth a rewatch for me. Well, it's so funny to see her. Well, it's I appreciate, you know, so many years later to always, you kind of just consistently always see her in things. You see her in a lot of the Eugene Levy stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's their thing. But those two, I think, have worked together a they lot. They have. Yeah. yeah. He said that she's his go-to, which is why yeah, they yeah. went to her, at least for the pilot, to be like, hey, you know, would you be interested in at least kind of filming a little, I think they said it was like a 13-minute, um, you know, first. Concept. Yeah, yeah, concept. Sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know the words. <laughs> You've been <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> um, well, it's fun to see her so unlike the character that, you know, I think probably sprung her to immediate notoriety, mm-hmm. um, which was the mom in Home Alone, that she was pretty straight-laced in that. You know, she yeah. played it pretty seriously. She's got fun stuff to do in it, and she's got some kind of serious things to do in that, I think. I mean, you know, she abandoned her kid, and that, so it might have been more serious. But, yeah, you know, she had to play a spectrum of emotions in it. So I always kind of looked at her and thought, oh, she's a serious actress. And then I remember seeing her in Whose Line Is It Anyway?, and realizing, no, she's actually a famous comedian who has... It's just always a pleasure to see her because the way she you see her now is always so different th- from the way that I think most of us who knew her from Home Alone knew her. <laughs> like, she's so goofy. She's so weird. She's yeah. so hilarious and over the top with the way she, like, embodies the character with that... With her weird accent she does. Her oh, absolutely. And apparently that was her, her idea. Having oh, no watched doubt. the uh, special after the finale, you know, the whatever it was, farewell, something like that. Ah. Uh, you and I literally just, just read it. looked and, at it. Mm, yeah, best wishes, farewell. Fairly well. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Anyways, bon they had voyage. talked about the fact that she got to take a lot of liberties with the character and she goes you know i really feel like this character has like an over-the-top like not actually placeable accent where she just has this weird a- affectation mm-hmm. yeah it's well it's just the the, the rich people voice yeah exactly you know? the formal this is my formal speaking part where Absolutely. she sounds like somebody who just needs to show the world that she's she's better than them yeah you know it's this fake voice she does to show that i'm better than you because because I'm rich. I'm a rose. Yeah. Well, and you later learn, you know, what she was known for as far as her character. So Moira was previously a soap opera actress oh. in this. And so it makes sense that she's always stagey, you know, like always there's always an affectation. Mm-hmm, exactly. Hmm. Well, she wore her big cuffs. She looked like like the genie from Aladdin with her big metal cuff jewelry on that went over her shirt. Yeah. It was like, who dresses like that? They just got off a road trip moving from wherever they lived in their mansion to Schitt's Creek where they, uh, you know, Johnny Rose. What's his name? I threw out my first character card because it was miscolored. Yeah. Eugene Levy says, uh, well, the the IRS comes to the Mm -hmm. dorm 
and they say, okay, well, you do have a couple assets you get to keep. Yeah. The kids. That's what Moira says. The kids. Those are dependents. Yeah, those are dependents. Uh, no, there's a, somebody bought it. You bought a small town in 1991. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I bought a town as a joke for my son. Yeah. This is my favorite part. Yeah. That's why I'm mentioning it. Oh, yeah, in absolutely. Such detail. Uh, he goes, you bought, you actually bought it? Yeah, I bought a town as a joke. He goes, you, you didn't just... Photoshop the yeah, deed. Photoshop the deed. Like, no, buying the town was the joke. I bought a town <laughs> as a joke for my son. It was so. It showed who the people are. Mm-hmm. It showed what they value. It that showed the, uh, the yeah the league that they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, before their their financial guy, whose family Eli, what was Eli, his name? Yeah. yeah. Before Eli says. They find out that he's crooked and stole their money and mm-hmm. ran off to the Caymans. He's like family to us. Yeah. And I didn't believe... Do we know what they do? Does it ever come out how they're wealthy other than her being a soap opera star? They do. Yeah. They owned a video store chain <laughs> called Rose Video. Oh. Cool. Yeah. I, I imagine it's like Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's oddly like straight. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing that obvious, oddly straight. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I own a small franchise. It was pretty good to us until our... Not like anybody would own a mansion like that from their video store chain. Yeah, I mean, if you were a blockbuster, at least until it was, you know, it was good until it wasn't. <laughs> mm, yeah. Well, if, if it you was, invested well, if it was that big of a chain. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, David Rose. Well, you know what? If we're going in order, I think we see Alexis next. We do. Yeah. I just and she's on the phone, you know, telling I think Stavros, her boyfriend, uh, Stavros. Um, what's going on. Not my favorite Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is something that Eugene Levy's character says to her. Yeah, so I found her to be really... She is not... She's definitely not quite the person she becomes. Like, she definitely goes a little bit more over the top in the following episodes. Um, more of a Moira, I feel like. F- to her benefit or to her detriment? And by hers, I mean ours as the audience. Um, It's more amusing, but something that I had a hard time with initially with this show is that a lot of the characters are cringeworthy and there became this contest of who I hate the most. Oh. And so it's always a tie between Roland and Moira for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, no. He, like, Taylor and I honestly are like, no, no, for this reason, you should hate this one more. And I'm like, no, 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 no. For this one, you <laughs> Was there anybody else in there or it was just those two? Those two were um, the ones I hated. Um, I didn't like the waitress Twyla's name. Like, I just hated her name. She was otherwise really pleasant, but I was just like, Twyla, what a stupid name. <laughs> if your name's Twyla, I'm sorry. Explain it okay, to me, I okay. guess. But <laughs> We've got millions of listeners. The odds of one of them being named Twyla are probably pretty good <laughs> um, i will owe you a personal apology just make sure to write me you know <laughs> pilot to the podcast at gmail.com and i will broadcast an apology just for you twyla <laughs> i keep hoping for hate mail that i get to discuss hilariously on the show i know but I, none of the mail comes to me <laughs> all i get are notifications from spreaker that we've run out of our limit and i'm like i'm not paying for you i'm just not doing it oh interesting i wonder how this <laughs> Name drop of Spreaker is going to go for us. <laughs> Better it can go or worse. Way. <laughs> <laughs> and if it goes badly, won't matter because nobody's listening to us on that. Yeah. <laughs> and we have millions of listeners. <laughs> millions. So, you know, Spreaker, <laughs> not doing so good. <laughs> Someday people are going to listen back to this and say, what was so funny about that? <laughs> okay. Or so. they'll say, what is Spreaker? Because it'll no longer exist now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Uh, doing you dirty. <laughs> so, 
so you know what's funny is nobody listening right now has any idea what we're talking about. They're just sitting there thinking, what is Spreaker? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and don't Not bother how you listen about. to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not how you or anybody else for that matter. Okay. So I don't know anything about it. Sorry, Spreaker. We just were making jokes before this. Um, <laughs> should have been here for the setup. It would have been more funny. So <laughs> so you enjoyed it. I take it you say these are the two characters I hated. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you had fun hating these characters. I had fun hating them. Uh, Roland, I just find him gross and cringy the entire time. So, Which is sort of his thing. Yeah. I mean, he's important to the story for that reason. Like, he is the revolting character you have to deal with because he is the mayor of the town and its namesake. <laughs> Roland shit. Roland shit. Who we meet. First person oh, we meet. Roland shit. You hadn't heard that before? No, oh. <laughs> this is the first time like roll in shit. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Roll yeah. in shit. Roll in shit. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so there, he's the first person that they meet when they get to town mm-hmm. and he comes to welcome them um, because the family gets off the bus, like their big tour bus. Oh, that they God. Yeah. I forget that they arrive in a bus. Yeah. And they're. David's just throwing around suitcase. He's David's the most, son. Mm-hmm, he's done doing the most physical labor he's ever done. <laughs> Did they specifically call that out? No, but later <laughs> in the show when they're saying, because Roland steals their doors from mm-hmm. their ho- their motel room because he, because uh, Johnny Rose hurt his feelings when he said, would you, he kept asking, will you leave? And he just keeps hanging out there like, no, I, I don't mind helping. Let me get your TV working. You don't have Channel 19. How weird is that? Oh, oh look, Channel 19's <laughs> back. Hey, can you please give us some time alone? Okay, yeah, just let me use your bathroom first. And he's in there for an hour. Hey, window doesn't work in there. Sorry. Okay, thanks for coming. Sits back on the bed again. Yeah, and he turns the TV says, back on. Yeah, something like, Roland, will you kindly get the fuck out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that hurts his feelings. And he's the mayor of the town, so he deserves some respect, right? Sure. So he steals their doors. <laughs> and, <laughs> because uh, that's how his father punished <laughs> them. Hey, privacy is earned, okay? <laughs> But when they're saying to the son toward the end, after he gets the doors back, um, what's his name? David. David, will you help me put these doors back on? David, will you help me put these doors back on? I can't. I just showered. <laughs> you did a good <laughs> David. The, yeah. I love David. <laughs> what would the shower have anything to do with it? So I don't want to go outside if I've recently showered. Your hair is wet. It's cold. Oh, Plus is that what it's it is? Canada. Like, oh, <laughs> it's no probably kind of cold. <laughs> and he says, it's guaranteed. He says... Uh, <laughs> And the, the mom says again, David, help your father with the doors. And he says, it's air drying. As <laughs> <laughs> they start yelling at each other again, pick up a hammer and nail this coffin shut. <laughs> That's probably another one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was Moira's <laughs> just so over the top dramatic. And while I don't like her character very much, she plays the part so well. What's to like? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's one who never really seems to fully appreciate the town throughout the whole series. <laughs> like, she always wants to escape this fucking dread-awful place. There's like, that's never just... a redeeming moment for her. Uh, I wouldn't say there's never a redeeming moment, but the town does no, not... No, no, not... I mean, for yeah. her, the town never is redeemed. There's never a moment where it was like, that was pretty cool for her. Yeah, I mean, she enjoys the town, but she's always too good for it. Ah, uh. So even when it has its charming moments or moments where she appreciates being there, you know, appreciates the town, she never appreciates specifically being there. Uh, If her character has growth, we never really get to see it necessarily. Yeah. You're aware it's happening. It's more personal growth because you can tell she's very self-centered and doesn't really care about the kids. Like 
She cares much more about her possessions, which like her first line that we get is, I've been gutted. <laughs> She's holding all of her stuff, you know, jewelry. as much as she can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're taking her jewelry. I've been gutted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very dramatic, but very much cares about her possessions i mean even when she's looking for her earrings which she accuses so funny you know accuses stevie the um motel attendant i guess yeah front desk gal maybe kind of does everything cleans the rooms yeah you're not going to be putting stuff in our beds because my mom was rude to you are you and she said when you clean our rooms she goes no i won't be cleaning your room (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because she is as far as i've seen the only person who works at the motel so yeah why do you need another character Oh, yeah, no. She just represents the hotel staff, right? Because she oh, leaves yeah. and you get the sense that nobody replaced her. No. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> she's able to go home at any point. Like, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> so she had, you know, for the, I would say for the actress uh, who plays Stevie, mm-hmm. I don't have her name handy. I apologize to the actress who plays Stevie. I can pull this Stevie. up here. Emily Hampshire. Emily Hampshire, like I said. Who is a Canadian actress as well, for she sure. She be. Um, yeah, I have a funny story on that. Go ahead, tell it, because I don't have that big of a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, apparently, so she does not enjoy auditions. Like, they they really stress oh, her does. out um, and make her uncomfortable. And so she had, you know, an agent in the U.S. and an agent in Canada, and she told her U.S. agent, hey, I just want to send a reel and, you know, and have that be my audition. Like, I don't want to do auditions anymore. And I guess, the, you know, they dropped her. And, you know, our Canadian agent was totally fine with it. And that's, you know, how she ended up on this. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it was a good play, too, because, hey, I'm, I'm out of the country, but here's my reel. Why do I have my reel if I got to go read the lines, too, and get yeah. well, and judged in your little judgment box? Perfectly. Un- like, she's uncomfortable. Her character is awkward. awkward. Her... Like, her sarcasm is so subtle. Like, it's almost like she's not well-versed in being sarcastic. (laughs) 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 Like, I was like, is she trying to play that straight? No, that is sarcasm. Because, you know, when David asks about there being a business center, there is no spa. It's not out the door and next to the spa. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we do have a business center. It's next to our, what is she called? The Hmong Spa? Yeah. Something. Would you like me to book you a treatment or a massage or something like that? (laughs) So he says to her later, I think this captures her whole character. Mm -hmm. He says, "Uh, hey, uh, I think you're rude. And by the end of that short conversation, she says, but I'm only going to do this thing that he requested ever. What was it? Get get the towel? towel. Yeah. I'm only going to do that because you called me rude. And I think I take that as a compliment. (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh, okay so you're exactly who like she's not just responding to them this mm-hmm. way because they're being dicks yeah she's a dick too oh yeah that's right in absolutely so i wanted to hit everybody uh, the family uh, which i feel like we've done pretty well before yeah. getting to them arriving in town which we you know we're, we're kind of hitting all of it already but absolutely first person they meet rolling shit uh rolling shit I caught, I'm funny. It amuses me that you missed it and i, I know i took you just missed it and then i took it <laughs> to mean that you are already familiar with the character. You already mm-hmm. recognize him as Roland. But the mm-hmm. first thing out of his mouth is Roland shit. He yeah. doesn't say, hi, my name's Roland, Roland shit. Yeah. It's Roland shit. And I'm going, what? Oh, right. Shit's Creek, the town. Yeah. And he shakes hands and we do the, you know, the the whole hootie do. He's got his stupid fake stomach pad to make him look fat. <laughs> that just, does that ever go away? I don't think so. Don't he think always so looks very gross. So it's corny. Like it, it just owns its corniness. Yeah, like, like it keeps the production small because we see the hotel where mm-hmm. they where they're living the motel. I'm sorry, the motel where they'll be living for I don't know, uh, presumably the whole show. I'm, I'm taking it that yeah. motel is going to be I'm, the I'm backdrop. My head, or nodding my head, yes, <laughs> which does nothing for our <laughs> listeners, but uh, at least informs you. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
And then we get her, we get Stevie. Then we get the waitress, Twyla, who I assume we're going to see Twyla in the same capacity that we see her here. Yeah, You know, typical sitcom format where there's like two places we go Mm -hmm. and then the eating place. So the main stage, the hotel, and then the place where we go eat. Yeah, so um, Twyla is actually played by Sarah Levy, which is Eugene's daughter and Dan Levy's sister. So it's it's a family okay, production his, in many ways. I was trying to, to sort out my levies. I wait, Dan's sister, Dan's daughter, who's daughter? Okay, gotcha. The so one who's the father. Kids are yeah, in both of his kids. And are he in co-created it. it with his son. Mm-hmm. Okay, his I, son came up with the idea, and I guess his dad, of course, has the, the industry means. know-how. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his son pitched him a yeah a concept, and he said that's hilarious. Let's yeah. do it. Let's work on it. And yeah. he really made sure that they focused on the characters. I guess they spent a lot of time making sure that the characters were very well fleshed out before they proceeded he's like ah i don't like we can't go yet like we need to we need to work more on the characters we don't know them yet do you know this one okay so i mean i do feel like the characters were the they're all essential part yes they're all essential and they didn't go with an with a half flushed out character where okay well we don't know how alexis is gonna fit in alexis Mm -hmm. the daughter uh have we used her name yet yeah i think we did when we first introduced her yeah we don't oh you're right um we don't know how, say, Alexis is going to fit in necessarily to the plot as a whole. Mm-hmm. So let's go back and start again. Everybody needs to be essential to the plot. Absolutely. That's cool. I like that. You know what? Since you say that, this is not worth anything because it's just me responding to you saying that. Having heard you said that, I could see it. Yeah. Right? I could I could watch the show and think, oh, that... I actually can appreciate by watching it. I think that that comes through. Yeah. Because everybody plays their quirky role in a different way you know what's funny to me is i only ever see eugene levy as a goofball yeah. and uh and he kind of he's the straight man in this kind of yeah yeah he actually kind of goes and does business he goes and tells people hey this is what happened with the doors is unacceptable yeah where are the doors he's the grounding influence in the show yeah. which it, it otherwise very much needs like there's no one else in that who totally. is terribly grounded which is, I mean, and he's the guy who bought the town as a joke. So for him to be the straight man <laughs> is really amazing. That's the me. joke. Right? <laughs> and so I had said to you while we were watching it, I said, it's funny. I, I've never realized he's not a bad looking dude. He's like kind of a handsome guy because he always plays such a goofball since American Pie. And he's always seemed like the same age. He's always yeah. been 60, which makes me appreciate he's just older than me. And he's just always looks kind of the same. So when you <laughs> see him as a, when you see him as... A, you know, a, a grown-up, like, playing a not quite as goofy as a character, he's like, you look at him and think, oh, he's actually, like, a serious guy. I never realized that before. Absolutely, yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen him without his big horn rim glasses, I feel like. Yeah, and I think he does bring those back in. Okay. Like, I do remember seeing him with that, so maybe when he's getting down to business. <laughs> not in a dirty way. I'm sure that came off in a dirty way. I don't think he puts them on just for sex. That seems well, very impractical. Well, like to see what's going on. <laughs> you really should go off of the feel of it. You yeah, should be able to perform in the dark. That's the what women say. <laughs> okay, so characters, your story right there, I think mm-hmm. we could very uh, easily declare characters are a strong point. Absolutely. This is a success in our scoring criteria. Definitely. Okay. Did we miss anybody? There really only was the uh, family of four, Roland mm-hmm. Shit as five, Stevie <laughs> six, and Twyla the... Yeah. Oh, Seven. I guess there was some other people at the beginning at the house, but the characters that we know we probably need to follow are going to yeah, be... Yeah, the others were incidental to set kind of a scene. Yeah, they were 
That was the old days. <laughs> now we're up yeah. on the new life. Um, all right. Now that brings us to plot. Now, since I'm talking, I'm just going to keep talking. Do that, yeah. And say that I thought the plot of the episode, you know, so much was clear. Mm-hmm. The, when we discuss genre, it lays out the plot of the episode. Absolutely. I know exactly what to expect here. They're very married in this one. Yeah. and I, But I don't... I would agree with you. They, they are very married. But I don't know... It's not clear to me by the end of this episode mm-hmm. what to expect of the show as a whole. Yeah. Because it just sort of ends... I don't think there was was much, not to get ahead of ourselves, so I'll just say this quickly, but there wasn't much of a hook. Mm -hmm. It just sort of ends kind of the way it began, where it felt like, here's the end of this chapter, and really what you're looking for is going to be in the next chapter. Like, we've established what we're going to establish here. But I don't, I I didn't know what to expect, uh, to what's going to come. Like, I think they'll, like you said, they'll live at the motel. But by the end of this, I'm thinking they're going to probably live at the motel. And that's going to be the concept for the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I think what I wrote down here is that um, their resistance will be met with assimilation and eventual acceptance of a sort of the town and living in the town. Yeah. Acceptance of their new life. Uh, And I also put Gilligan's Island, where... They're not trying to get off the island. Like this isn't a show where where they're trapped on the island trying to figure out how to get off of it. It's no, no. The show takes place on the island. This is what the what the what the life on the island is going to be like in this little goofy comical world that we've set up, where there's really no uh, probably big consequences for anything. Absolutely. So I'm thinking that it's going to be more of a Gilligan's Island setup where we're just going to see them living it out on Shit's Creek and making do with it. I don't feel like we're going to see them you know, making it up the ladder and, and getting out of the motel and into a cheap rental and then into a crappy house. And like, I think this is it. And we're just going to have more of this. Well, but, I know you sounded apprehensive about it. That's that pretty much nails it. I mean, you've got <laughs> fancy folks in a small town. They went from mansion to motel and they, for the series, stay that way for the most part. Um, you know, they're a- adapting to a life without luxury mm-hmm. um, where they are the poorest folks in a small town of poor folks. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, maybe they'll come to like it, but if nothing else, you know, we'll see them being forced to confront or in- embrace a more normal means of life, something that you and I might relate to. <laughs> I was I was thinking of the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of, or the collision of, of worlds. Yeah. The world that they're coming from, which is... Like fabricated fictional, right? Oh, people, yeah. Do people live like that? There are probably people that live something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably not exactly that ridiculous, right? But it's probably something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yet they're at the diner talking to Twyla in a diner that's very much the kind of place that I would enjoy going. And Twyla, who's the kind of server that I would very much enjoy seeing her face again and saying, hey, Twyla, how's it been? Haven't seen you since last weekend. Yeah. Um, What's going on? And then imagine seeing those people, seeing a group of people in the restaurant that truly think that they're better than everybody else. Oh, yeah. In and every th- way. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I- I'm not, I know that kind of thing exists. It's not like they're, they, they fabricated a whole new concept that we don't have a place for. I'd rather think that that doesn't exist, that there's not very much of it. Mm-hmm. 
that mostly somebody could go to a country diner and say, ah, yeah, we had a good meal there. Yeah. But it's got the, these people at somewhere along the way got to be real where they sit there and really snicker about being better than everybody in the room. Oh, yeah. And how offensive I actually found that while the son was saying, really, uh, Alexis, when she's trying to make it sound like she's really enjoying it because she's going to yeah. drop the bomb that her and what's his name? Stavros. Oh, uh, yeah. Not my favorite Stavros. <laughs> that, her, that her and Stavros are going to go off together. So she's yeah. when she's... Uh, Throwing glitter at the idea of the town. Oh, it's so charming. Oh, it's like mm-hmm. a storybook. And he says, seriously, this place, this place is personally offensive to me. Yeah, he says, I, I thought, am personally offended by this place. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I get it. And I know we're watching a show, but oh, that is so cringy that you guys are so awful and so full of yourselves. I could see not wanting to live in a super small town, though, with, you know, they took a bus there. They're living in a motel, which... To quote Stevie, we, we're a motel. We cater more to off-road truckers and drunk teenagers. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's not even a hotel, which would be kind of, you know, it'd be Kinda okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's a motel. There is nothing. This is a pit stop on the way to a better destination. <laughs> well, that says more about the Rose family than it does about <laughs> Shit's Creek, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, like you said, they're the poorest people in a town among poor people. Yeah. Everybody else is living in their manufactured home. They go home to a crappy motel. Oh, yeah, where the brother and sister have to share a room, which, by the way, David wanting to switch beds with Alexis so that way, you know, if somebody breaks in, (laughs) she's murdered first because it's the bed closest. He's like, no, you got to switch me. I don't want to be murdered first. And she's like, so what? You're going to just let them murder me and then run away as I bleed out? And he's like, yeah, that's kind of what I had in mind. (laughs) I actually missed a part of that. I was there for the Mm punchline when when they're throwing the stuff, you know, the luggage back and forth. Yeah. Uh, when they're throwing the luggage back and forth from bed to bed, you're murdered first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she said you're murdered first when they're throwing the luggage back and forth. No, you're murdered first. No, you're murdered first. And then we go back into the other room because mm-hmm. they have two comped rooms. Yeah. Uh, we go back and see the mom and dad overhearing the argument. Not really the whole argument because they don't know she's going to go off with Stavros, which is how David finds out about that. Yeah, I was surprised that they only heard the murdery part. And that wasn't clear. But I I didn't get the setup for it. And I knew that I missed something Mm -hmm. because I thought you are murdered first. No, you are murdered first was very funny. Yeah. Like it was so funny. And the the sibling back and forth because there was a couple moments. There was another one some other time where he's yelling at her about Stavros, I guess. Oh, when he says, do you still find this place cute? After she finds out that she's going to be stuck there with them and can't go off to be on the islands with Stavros. Absolutely. Just, uh, do you still find this place cute? (laughs) He's so antagonistic, (laughs) though. I just, I really, David is the reason to watch it for me, Ah. honestly. Well, there were so much like real siblings in a couple of those scenes to me that just can't get along. Like, Mm -hmm. just can't get it together. It doesn't matter how old they are. They're still petulant button pushers just trying to get a rise out of the other one. And it takes no effort at all. Yeah. All right. So that was our plot. Do you have anything else to add to that category? Yes, something very important that we grazed on and then forgot to Mm -hmm. delve deeply into. The mom's, my favorite scene of hers. Yeah. You know what? Well, let's, okay. (laughs) On three, what's our favorite scene with her? (laughs) One, two, you go. (laughs) Let's all pray we don't wake up. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, you were wrong. You got it wrong. Okay. You lost. Um, So. (laughs) Oh, jeez. No, no, no. It's I don't know, you guys. You vote. Did I lose? Because I think that was the best. 
<laughs> I also don't think the rules of the game were very clear. <laughs> it was when she's looking for her earrings and the doors oh. have been removed. And she's saying, and she goes to Stevie later saying, were there any meth heads? Crackheads. Crackheads yeah. walking about the premises. She goes, no, it's just me here today. It's just you. That's why we think she's the only one who works there. She's literally the only person yeah, around she there. She actually is the only one who works there. You yeah. later find out there is no one else. It's just her. Uh, and she... She's asking. She's asking if Stevie stole her earrings. Yeah, but very it's, indirectly. It's the <laughs> it's the the scene where she's going around looking for them, and she just screams at everything. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 she opens. Ah! <laughs> she yeah. Nothing, she's and then she finds a tissues. light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> I really loved that more than I remembered. <laughs> it was so funny and so over the top. It, you know what it reminded me of? What? It reminded me of when you're just hanging out with like your person that you hang out with mm-hmm. that you can just be goofy together and just being goofy and just making weird faces <laughs> like it was like that's got to be the best job in the world yeah. to show up with your friends in small town uh, where was it that they shot did you write that down you didn't orangeville i think right it was in it ontario was in Can- canada canada <laughs> canada um, oh, like yeah, to to be uh to be hanging out with your friends making these shows and they're short so i gotta mm-hmm. think that they didn't have crazy and reasonable hours yeah. and then just being goofy and over the top like that scene was so fun because she looked like she was having so much fun playing that scene oh yeah definitely yeah she's uh, she's just so eccentric she really is well actually that's fun so my favorite moment with eugene johnny rose was the I bought a town as a joke. Mm-hmm. Hers was the screaming looking for her earring scene, which okay. we later find that he put them in his shoes and they didn't get stolen. Yeah. Sensible. Um, Sensible <laughs> grounding <laughs> so Johnny. What were then before we move on, what were your favorite moments for each character? Oh gosh. Um let me get my list of my characters so that way I don't miss anyone. Um I'm gonna skip Johnny for now because he's just got so much good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? No, I've got a quote for Johnny, and it's my favorite. Um, he, after he tells Roland, Roland, can you get the fuck out? He goes, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. There's good. a pharmacy worth of drugs wearing <laughs> off on most of us right now. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> He's just, I don't know. Even his apology is like, hey, you know, we're, we know. We're uptight people. <laughs> well, there's, there's uh, another piece that was in that scene, or maybe it was when he goes to Quotey Fingers, apologize to Roland. Yeah. Didn't apologize. Not an apology. I can't keep talking about this with you. <laughs> um, was, was when he said, yo, it was that scene. Because right after he says, Roland, would you get the fuck out? <laughs> yeah. He says almost immediately, well, that was an overreaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, even when he's cool. ridiculous, he knows. Yeah. You didn't deserve that. There's a pharmacy worth of drugs wearing off on all of us. And we just sort of need to get some time alone. Push past it. Yeah. Um, and then Moira, I mean, she was just constantly kind of a pill, which I actually really enjoyed in the pilot. And I will say the favorite scene was definitely her going around screaming. But yeah, I really enjoyed the very final quote where she's like, you know, they're like, oh, good night, good night. And she's like, let us pray we don't wake up. <laughs> and like, you're expecting it to go somewhere positive. But like, nope, it's just like, let's let's pray we die. <laughs> well, you know, they also shot that scene. And I'm not familiar enough with the source material I'm about mm-hmm. to cite here. But I, I feel like it's a callback to um, like the Waltons where everybody says, good night, Joe, Bob, night, Ma, huh. night, Pa, night, Mary Sue. Like it's this wholesome moment yeah and as they're pulling back out of this wholesome moment 
um, and everybody just turning out for the night, and it's a fa- it's a house full of love. This one's a motel full of disdain. Yeah, and a <laughs> pharmaceutical pill popping, you know, uptight socialites that are repulsed by everything around them and that currently hate each other, Absolutely. and probably always kind of feel that. Way. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was a nice subversion of expectations right. on that. Right, because we pull out and then it's just the, uh, I think in Hollywood they call it the wild line where they like record the line but you don't see it, you just hear it. Mm-hmm. It's the wild line. Let us pray we don't wake up. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that was usually the wholesome moment where everybody says goodnight. Because they, they did all say goodnight. Yeah. Night, 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 night. Because Alexis is still crying because Stavros just broke up with her. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, so moving on with the list, David, my favorite moment oh, right. is absolutely when he wants to switch beds and he sh- when she goes, oh, so you just you're going to run away and let me bleed out. And he's like, yeah, that's what I had in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite Alexis moment. I think this one's harder. It is. Not for a lack of effort on her part, but just material that. Yeah, like, she doesn't get a whole lot of moment? lines. Um, and she just doesn't become the person that she is in later episodes. So, like, it's really hard to pick a favorite on this because it's like, she's not my favorite character in this one. Like, she's not my favorite version you of her. You kind of hate her sometimes. Oh, I mean, like, her affectation. Like, she's I a character you love to hate. And so I'm just like, ah. But that wasn't here. <laughs> she's awful. Yeah. She's just some girl doing her valley girl thing. Yeah. Um, at this point. Yeah, I, I can't think of any favorite lines in this one. Like, I just don't think they gave her quite enough to do on the pilot. Like, there weren't any funny lines or it's just, you know, I get to esca- escape. Well, I you know, though her scene with the scene with David, mm-hmm. it's him having somebody to play off that you like so much about oh, absolutely. David. absolutely. That's so, true. So it, because my thing with them is I don't have a favorite David moment necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a favorite moment for the parents. Yeah. Uh, and then for the kids... It's the parents and the kids. And it's still, I think, at this point in their show, feels like the parents and the kids. Mm-hmm. And they're, f- frankly, obviously kids who should be moving on with their own lives at this point anyway and yeah. don't need to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up as a point. Like, I really feel like they're in their 30s at yeah. this point. So there's there really is no reason they should have to. Li- so for Moira to be like, I forbid you to leave right. to Alexis, I was just like, hmm. Can you do that when somebody's 30? Like, my mom could try to forbid me from something, but it might really just tempt me to do that thing, to be like, right. I'm an adult. I, I do what I want. I super can, and I'm about to. <laughs> exactly. I'll regret this later and talk to you after the dust has settled. And uh, let you know in words, I'm sorry. You were right. I was wrong. <laughs> There's a reason that I shouldn't have done it. But to forbid it, man, it just makes it, paints it in gold. <laughs> this is such mom bait. <laughs> out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't uh I guess there was any time that they were on the screen I was amused. Like I it was it was a pleasure to see them at any point in time. Absolutely. If I think of a scene that was only uh a David scene, mm-hmm. it's where he's talking to Stevie. Oh, it's yeah. not a David and Alexis scene. And he's got more moments, I think, than Alexis does. But there's oh, not a, he doesn't have a lot of screen time that he doesn't share. Not literal screen time, but in a scene. Yeah. In pretty much any scene that he has something to do, she's also in. Well, and he just, I feel like his role as a whole seems to be more playing off of people. His reactions to other people and what they do. Because he's like, ew, no, ew, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, there is a moment that I, I think it's before they start arguing about who gets murdered first. Maybe it's not. Um 
he, oh, maybe it is. It's where he's about to sit on the bed, but can't bring himself to sit on the bed. <laughs> and then pulls out the, the thing that I think that every, like that fold out stool thing oh, yeah. with the straps that I think you're supposed to put your luggage on or oh, I your yeah. laundry. It's in every hotel room ever. I have no idea what this thing's for, but it, there's no surface on it. A, a butt doesn't belong on it. Mm-hmm. And he sits on that because he would rather sit on that thing than on the bed. Yeah. And it was the way he the way he did it. And there wasn't like a lot of attention brought to it. He just did it. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder even oh, if, I missed it, yeah. if it was Im- improvised, you know, in the moment where it's like, oh, let's use this thing instead because mm-hmm. ew, it's just too gross sitting on the bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I, you know, I just hate that I don't have a, a single favorite Alexis moment that pops out at me. Yeah, I'm sure there's something in there, but uh, yeah, all of the mannerisms that I come to adore later, adore, adore and hate, uh, you know, simultaneously, which is really <laughs> it's quite an accomplishment. Well, if I had to pick a favorite, mm-hmm. I guess it would be, and because I think maybe because it's a sign of what's to come. Mm-hmm. It's a there's sort of a redeeming moment I feel like for her, which is, yeah. and she's still just pathetic, but it's. When Stavros isn't coming for her. Yeah. And uh, she's crying about Stavros. Mm-hmm. And you remember that time? Like, this is the fifth time we broke up. You remember the time that he met me at, or, or that he didn't meet me at the yeah. island that they were supposed to go to? And the time that he accidentally gave me his, or not accidentally, he gave me his ex-wife's engagement ring. And and then David Left says, Left Molly in his car. In and I got car. arrested for it. Yeah. Yeah. And David says, can you do me a favor? Never share any of this with anybody that you respect. Please? Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> I like that she kind of returned home in that moment. That yeah. oh my get out of jail free card wasn't here. I am a shit. No, she's not a shit. She's a rose. I am a yeah. rose. I will stay here with my family. Um, I liked what that said about what was to come. That the family is just going to choose to stay together, and yeah. that's what the show's about. Absolutely. That they're awful, but they're still family. And I kind of feel like she was the gateway mm-hmm. to making that happen, which led to. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Let's hope we don't wake up. Yeah, I have to say, now that you recount that back to me, um, that is a big part of what she definitely gives callbacks to how how luxurious their life was. Mm-hmm. Like she has very elaborate stories on, you know, being held captive by like a prince somewhere on an island. And it's just she goes she's oh, the extravagant one and she's the paris hilton of the hilton family absolutely and so she really plays into that so that's I'm, i appreciate that you brought that up because i totally forgot that that was in the episode yeah yeah which is just to say that she like her character offers a lot mm-hmm. um to it but it's what's her unique function maybe and maybe that was it yeah uh which brings us to the hook absolutely and this is an area that i well, actually, wait a second. The mm-hmm. plot, do we... I said I was I was a little bit uncertain of my expectations. You yeah. said my expectations were dead on. Yeah, so while you may have been apprehensive as to... Like, it may not give you a whole lot of, I don't know, confidence that this is what they're going to do going forward. Because to me, it was like, how could you base an entire show on just this setup? Like, there's got to be something... It's got six seasons. Like, how could you keep rolling from that? And they really find great ways to do it and it's focusing on the characters. So ah, I see what you're saying because we can always pick up another scenario for the characters to inhabit. Mm-hmm. It's not plot driven, it's character driven. Absolutely. It's not about what happens next, it's what happens next to these people mm-hmm. or how do these people, maybe even better, respond to the next thing that hits them. Absolutely. Uh, I like that. So while that is the plot, I don't know that it was so clear, even what you just said, how mm-hmm. could it be six seasons worth yeah 
I'm going to give it a pass in this category, but it's it's blurry. Like if it yeah. was an A through F scale, it would be not an A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be an F, but it wouldn't be an A. But yeah. that's also a scale that we don't use, so let's not yeah. muddy the water here. <laughs> let's not give actual letter grades here. Let's not get shit in the creek. Okay, <laughs> uh, how about you? You give it a clear pass? Yeah, I give it a pass. Okay. Uh, the hook. What did you think of the hook what did you identify as the hook and was it a pass um so for me the hook was um that they all hate their relocation and they're hoping that it's temporary and i feel like the hook would be that it's it is very much not temporary this is going to be the whole thing so it's people dreading it um which i feel like is actually kind of a weak hook i mean i don't know it wasn't a clear hook to me in a in a conventional sense that a hook would beat like i don't know I agree. Do you agree? Okay. No, I totally agree. I thought there was there was n- there was really no hook. Yeah. We sort of end on yeah, it's bleak. That's how it's going to be. Yep. <laughs> and and it you know it causes me to ask the question as one of the foremost critics of pilots <laughs> on Spotify. Um, <laughs> that forces me to ask the question: Why should I come back though? Like, yeah, I sat down, I enjoyed your presentation mm-hmm. and I did. I thought it was funny. I see where they're, I yeah. see, you know, where they're going with it. I see what they like about it. I see why this was worth making and bringing to air and, and asking us to watch. I totally get it. So thank you. I enjoyed the presentation, but it's kind of got its own little arc there. Like mm-hmm. it's like, why, why come back though? Especially why come back if it's just going to be more of the same and they're just going to continue to be there. Yeah. Which I'm still even not clear on. Like, are we just going to continue to be here? Like Mm -hmm. what, where are we going? So while the overarching plot was, was blurry, I think that leads into like the genre was clear. The plot was blurry to me. Like Mm -hmm. what can we expect for the show as a whole? That blurry plot leads into a really weak hook to me where there's there's really they're not giving us anything that's telling us hey come back and and see what happens next. There's no reason for me to immediately be like okay what happens let it roll for the next ac- episode mm-hmm. which is you know usually what draws us into the other episodes even right. if it's god that was hilarious what else do they have Yeah. And it's not that they it wasn't funny it was just okay so like I don't really know for sure that this is going to be consistently good like there's I guess there's a lack of confidence um, coming off of the pilot that it has a great concept as far as, you know, a one episode, but I don't know, can I watch a whole series on that? And, you know, after watching a couple episodes, I can tell you, I, you know, I watched the whole series yeah. and it was definitely worth the watch, but I don't know that I would have gotten that based on just the pilot. Why bother? Because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, let me use the Gilligan's Island reference again. Okay. So next week, are we just going to kind of be on the Island? Yeah. Just doing stupid shit with a, Lowercase h in the middle, or, <laughs> or um, like I get it. Like I see what you did there, mm-hmm. uh, liked it, and think that I n- know what I need to know now, which is a shame because everybody tells me that the show's really worth watching. Yeah. So now, if I'm going to watch it, it's going to be a no, no. Give it a couple of episodes, yeah. and you're going to be hooked. Which is, I guess, the classic tell according to Shmi, uh one of the foremost critics in the world on pilots uh <laughs> is also 
is, is what you don't want to hear. It's what you don't yeah. want to say. Watch a couple of them. Absolutely. Because when I saw this the first time, this is the second viewing of it, was a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I had an Airbnb guest, Lori, who was crazy and wild and so weird and so much fun. Um, I told her she was starting to feel like family because she was in the uh, she was renting my guest room so mm-hmm. long that she would just do what she thought was acceptable. So one day I was in the, I was on the toilet getting ready to get in the shower and she just mm-hmm. opened the door to talk to me through the door. She didn't look at me. Yeah. But so this is the person who says, ah, my family right now, we're mm-hmm. all watching Shit's Creek. It's so funny. Uh, let's watch a show together. Let's watch Shit's Creek. And we'll just laugh our faces off. Yeah. And we got to the end of it and she kind of said, same thing you're saying, which is, oh, you know, it's it doesn't really give you the goods. Yeah. The pilot doesn't really give you the goods. It needs to be, it almost needs to be longer for you because it's trying to get the plot, the premise of it in there. Um, but I would say the reason to come back is absolutely the characters. And I don't feel like you get enough time with, especially my favorite, one of my favorite characters, which is Stevie. Like she's so underplayed in the pilot and she continues to be, I guess, pretty underplayed. But, you know, her and David playing off of each other is one of the best things about it. Like just that she gives him a really hard time and, you know, really challenges his views on you know being in Shit's Creek and you know of course he has his feelings about it and you know is better than other people so he's like uh no yeah I, I still feel the way about it that I that I feel <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun they play off of each other really well so pilot as a whole successful or unsuccessful <sighs> I mean it it won three of the four of our categories so in that sense I would say it's it's a 75%. So it's not a great passing grade. It's a pretty, pretty low passing grade, but I think it still gets, yeah, because it literally is only in the hook. And if we're only doing a pass or fail on the hook, then yeah, yeah. but I thought the, the setup for the plot, Mm -hmm. the expectation for the rest of the show was weak. And it was, Frankly, just because I happen to make the correct assumption about it. Yeah, without me to verify it, it would yeah, be it's hard. Still right, exactly. If you hadn't said, no, 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 your assumption nailed it. Yeah, that makes me feel like I'm a winner. Like, oh, good. Well, I'm really good at this. So I guess they did a good job. Maybe I didn't realize what a good job they did because it was so subtle. Yeah. But it's not really a show, I think, that's going to be known for its subtlety. Yeah, well, I mean, and you have to realize it is a sitcom. So, like, you know, when you watched Seinfeld, the first episode of that, like, I, I remember it being a, pretty good. I would be a totally failing pilot, I think. You think so? Well, okay. I think so, because if you go back and review it, the characters just aren't who they are. Well, yeah. Who they came to be. Mm-hmm. So that's one that you look back at. Elaine's not in it. It's like a show from a different dimension. Oh, she's not in the pilot. <sighs> Looks like we got to do Seinfeld soon. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. Um. You know, I, I guess it, it feels like it's too strong to say it failed mm-hmm. as a pilot because as a as a presentation, yeah. as an episode of a show, I don't think it was a failure at all. It was, no. it was funny. It was witty. It was charming. There's a lot to like about it. Yeah. I even liked it. As a pilot, does it function in getting me to want to come watch the next episode? Or easy as this is, letting it continue to stream into the second episode? No. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm happy to go around and talk about the pilot and say, oh yeah, I'm familiar with Shit's Creek. (laughs) So if I'm going to make an effort to continue to watch the show, you know, when we reviewed The Boys, I thought, man, I want to see more of The Boys. Oh yeah, you messaged me like a week ago and you're like, yeah, I really want to watch more of that. Yeah, and I was starting to, but then I started playing SimCity on my phone. I thought this, I'm not going to give it the focus that it needs. So yeah, that was a mistake, that SimCity thing. Yeah, (laughs) I believe that. 24 hours of that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was just so good at it 
Yeah, I can't do it. I was like, it, I don't, I've never done SimCity, but I've played The Sims for yeah. PC, and I was just, I think it was like the third one, and I'm just like, you know, this is as much of a rat race as real life, and I don't need that kind of stress right now. Yeah, but this one is, it's a real estate development, oh. and I was putting some actual, you know, thought into it. Put your thinking cap on. But also, some of it just ends up that way, and you think, now I understand how... How industrial ground ends up like you got light industrial and heavy industrial, and then here we have our city center. I want to put the town hall here. Oh, and the it's just bustling now. The people, <laughs> the Sims are all so happy here. Anyway, so I started the boys. <laughs> you can see episode two, and I thought, no, 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 no. I'm playing Sim City right now. You hear? So I had to stop it. Thus, well, when Prime, you uninstall that, <laughs> I did. I had to delete it today. <laughs> I deleted it before I'm we went. I'm proud of you. Before we went to breakfast, because I kept turning it back on. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know it's an addiction. Anyway, what I was saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was before I interrupted myself, uh-huh. was that uh, this show, I, I accept that it would be worth my time to continue watching mm-hmm. it. And I accept that there's some real gems in there that I'm really going to enjoy. Oh, absolutely. And that I'll probably get into the binge and want to just keep watching it. Oh, absolutely. But the pilot didn't give me that. That's fair. Quite yet. I would so agree. So for that reason, I have to say it was not a successful pilot. Despite being pretty good in most of the categories. Totally. So that's, this is an interesting one for us. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Thank God everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> exactly. No <laughs> kidding. I'm like, shoot, well, are we allowed to give it a yeah. kind of a, a flop score on this, even though? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, this is pretty controversial right now. I don't know. <laughs> what, is somebody going to send me hate mail? Please. That's Please. Pilots the podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. And if you're interested in checking out the rest of our episodes, you can find them all at pilotsthepodcast.com. That's pilotsthepodcast.com. Should we leave it there? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we've got. Thanks, guys. Solid got. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Hey, also, I'm Riker. And I'm Shmi. And this is Pilots. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs>